0: morning welcome back to the second hour of love babs love talk i'm babs rawls ivy i'm delighted this morning because i got the literacy volunteers of greater new haven on hey y'all hey lou perno and sarah elenia how are y'all Good. unmute
1: yourselves <laughs> Good. okay here we go how's how everything you great how you doing babs
0: listen it's summer i'm i'm still happy
1: <laughs> yeah i know me too this is my favorite time
0: It is. It is. And and we got a little heat wave going on. I'm not even mad about
1: it. I know. Right.
0: (laughs) So so what's going on in Literacy Volunteers? How old is Literacy Volunteers?
1: 48 years old. Really? Yep. Wow. Started in 1975 in different areas of New Haven. We were down at Long Wharf. We were at New Haven Adult Ed at one time. And we... Got here, where we are at Science Park, uh, probably about 12 years ago. Oh, really? And uh, we were one building, and then we moved into this building, Building 5. And Science Park Association has been wonderful in supporting us. There's there's two other organizations under our roof. There's New Haven Reads, and mm-hmm. there's also Center for Adaptive Learning, Cfal, a computer program for parents and uh, youth.
0: Oh, so, I like
1: uh, that. We share space and resources at the same time. So uh, that's the name of the game today, but nonprofits, sharing resources. And uh, so we can uh, handle our limited budgets and, and things of that nature.
0: So so what is the mission of Literacy Volunteers? What
1: is the mission? Sarah? <laughs>
2: yeah, sure. I would say I would say the mission is to support adult uh, learners, um, and partner with organizations in the community to once again, support those adult learners.
1: Yeah, we're we're all about partnerships. Um, We couldn't do what we have without partners, developing partners with adult learners, with tutors, um, with uh, agencies in the community um, where they provide free sites for our tutoring to go on. We're decentralized. so all of our, most of our tutoring goes on in the community where students live and work. We wanna make it as accessible to students who need to learn how to read, need help with math, speak to speak English, and also workforce development. So we're at libraries throughout New Haven, all of the libraries in New Haven. At some point during the time, during the day, our tutoring is going on, community centers in churches. We work with Iris. Um, we work with the the all of the whole New Haven public library, very just public schools. Um yeah, we're 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 out there in the community and um we feel that working with a lot of partners, our our slogan, so to speak, is partners in literacy.
0: I love it. So how many volunteers do you have? And and how often do you recruit them?
1: Oh, uh, recruitment goes on all the time. Um it's very easy. Tutors can go. Anyone interested in volunteering as a tutor goes online, fills out an application, and we get it. And our program director, Erica Hoffman, contacts them. It, it's weekly. I mean, every week we're getting applications in. Um, I think we're getting ready for a training next week for new tutors. I think we have 15 to 20 wow. uh, tutors that are interested. Hopefully, they'll all show up. Um, right, right, Sarah?
2: Yeah, yes, we're always looking for more as well. Um, students keep picking up, so we really are in need of of more tutors as well.
0: So, 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 give me a sense of the people who who need your services who come to literacy volunteers. Because my good friend, um, Ife Gardine, is a a, a literacy volunteer, and she's always talking about how much she enjoys it.
1: Right. We work um, closely with Eve. She was on our board for several years. And, um, actually we're going to be part of her, uh, lit fest coming up.
0: Yay. Uh,
1: and she's, uh, Sarah has worked with her at a number of other, uh, venues where we've had our literature out about our program and Ife has had her literature out, we've shared a table. And so, yeah, we work very closely with Ife, um, but Sarah, yeah, tell, I mean, you work with the students and yeah. Sarah is one of our program managers for New Haven, um, She's our basic literacy program manager, who basically deals with um, students who need to, to learn to read or math. Sarah, yes, yes.
2: I would say um, it really varies who who shows up and who needs help. Um, sometimes it's folks who are much older and and maybe didn't have um, the education that they wanted when they were growing up, and are seeking their GED later in life or, or just want to be able to read a book on their own later in life, read their medical bills, um, their mail, text messages, whatever it is. Um, and then also what's been picking up a lot lately has been younger folks as well, um, 18 to 24, who either want to pass a certain test or need additional help in math. Um, I didn't know, I wasn't aware of the math component yeah yeah so so that's kind of something we're really trying to push for um because we know that a lot of people need help with that and um we also include um career prep and um yeah just anything re- and like driver's ed you know like reading the driving the driving manuals or prepping somebody for that portion of, of driving as well a lot of little things and um
0: so I try there's to- nothing that there's nothing that literacy doesn't literacy doesn't touch Right in your everyday practical life.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
2: Because reading is everything, ultimately. Yeah. yeah. There's so many aspects that we can help people with.
1: Yeah. Our student okay. population is from actually 18; they have to be 17 years old and out of high school. Okay. And then it goes up to I think we have I think we have some students or adults that are probably in their 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a pastor of a church who came to us was worked with us for several years his congregation never knew that he did not know how to read wow but he was working with us and at the end of the, the year, each year we do a celebration and the year that he finished his whole congregation came to our celebration i'm getting the chills just thinking about it but yeah i mean that's that's oh. our impact it's pe- all people from all walks of life who need to learn how to read and know the importance of that and how that makes an impact on their lives in so many, many ways.
0: Oh, I love it. So, uh, so that that means excite excitement at the end. But I would imagine Lou and Sarah that people feel a little bit of shame not being able to
1: read in this day and age. That's an absolutely great point, Babs, and that's our challenge with our basic literacy program individuals who learn need to learn how to English uh, learn how to speak English they come to us pretty easily you know they don't speak English they we, te- we could help them learn so they and they come from I mean this past year 57 different countries that and our numbers in that area are always high. The area where that we've been working on is our basic literacy. those are the very low income individuals living in the are in the neighborhoods around us. Who, yes, it's it's shame. They have, there's they're ashamed to say they're going for tutoring at a literacy center. And so we're trying to break down that in a lot of different ways. You know, ind- we have individuals that are working, that are working with us that are students, and we're asking them to bring a friend with them to see that, you know, it's not embarrassing to come here. Um, but when they hear the word literacy, people think of illiteracy. Mm-hmm. for literacy and mm-hmm. we're trying to change that actually we're working right now with my marketing team to look at changing the name of the basic literacy program to something you know that doesn't sound so shameful but you're right that is indeed our biggest challenge um is getting the people from our local communities who need to learn how to read because it will impact their lives significantly and we've seen it Mm. get jobs we had an individual she went on she came here didn't know how to speak english uh, or she spoke english but she her reading skills were, were very low she was here for two years she went from us to get her GED at New Haven Adult Ed she went to Gateway Community College and got a certification in criminology and then eventually got a full scholarship at Penn State
0: wow
1: yeah she she she's our poster our poster child, so to speak. Um, we've used her in a lot of our marketing uh venues that we we use to make people aware of our program. But yeah, there's many, many success. We had an individual several years ago. He invented, invented something, some kind of a coffee pot. I mean, he was lived right around here, right around Science Park. And yeah, imagine it's it's unbelievable. Um, the individuals that do come to us. Well, because they they want to learn how to read and they mm-hmm. want to learn how math is an important thing right now to get a job, and we're working closely with the American Job Centers that we give bring them have tutors go to the their centers and work with individuals who have poor math skills and so they can't pass the uh, training entrance exam or a work exam because their math skills are so low. We have tutors working right at the job center doing that helping them. And they, once they work with us, they go on, they pass their exams. Many of them, we had one young lady, she got a job at um, Yale New Haven hospital as a result of that. Oh, so good. so yeah. talk,
0: talk to me about your English, eng- English as a second language, or like how, how do you work with those folks and and how do you recruit tutors for that?
1: Um, that's a good question, and what's interesting. I've been here only six years. Uh, my background is actually social work, and when I came on, I said to the staff, "Well, so our tutors got at a work going to be teaching English. They need to speak that language." They said, "No, you do not have to speak the language of the individuals that are coming here to to learn how to speak English." Uh, well,
0: I did not know that, Lou.
1: Yeah, we we have a we work with a curriculum. We we get funding from the State Department of Ed, so we use their curriculums to and software. We have a program called Burlington English Software. It's specifically geared toward individuals that don't know how to speak English. Um, but yeah, it's it it's actually. Sarah, would you think we get more tutors for the ESOL than we get for basic literacy?
2: I think so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, so- we have waiting list. We have a waiting list at, in our ESLL program. We need some tutors. We don't have enough tutors uh, because there's more students coming in than our than tutors in that area. So there's a yes, yeah, there is a challenge. There are many individuals who say, "Yeah, I don't speak that language. I can't teach. I'm not going to be able to teach someone English." So they don't come and register. So we're trying to you know change that. We in we uh, we know that. It, we have, we've had many, many hundreds of tutors that teach individuals English and they don't speak that language. But mm. it's the curriculum that we use, and, and actually we rather not be speaking their, English, their language because they'll get used to that. We want them to, you know, we use all kinds of strategies and curriculum to help them learn English and speak it to one another.
0: So, so tell me about the broader literacy universe because I see there's there's greater literacy of New York and greater literacy of Hartford and greater literacy of Illinois. And, and are you all connected? Do you all gather? Do you talk to one another? Are you seeing similar things? Are you learning from each other?
1: Yeah. And, um, Sarah I'm, goes to or to meetings with other program managers from other literacy volunteer centers.
2: I would say in Connecticut, we're we're connected to the Connecticut um, literacy volunteers, not outside of Connecticut. Right, and we do we do learn from one another, and a lot of us are are going through similar, similar stuff. So, Elena, yeah. what brings? I mean, Sarah, what brings you uh, to literacy volunteers? Because you know,
0: what's your story about this?
2: Yeah, I um <clears throat> I was working in the public school system for a while, working with kids. Um, always loved writing, always loved reading, and um. I found the public school system to be um, not suited for me, um, and I and I believed that <laughs> I believed that working with adults was something I preferred because when I was in college, I went to Albertus, Um Yay. I was I was tutoring adults while I was a student, so tutoring uh, undergrad and graduate students in writing. And you know, when I was looking for a new job about a year ago, I remembered how much I loved tutoring. And, and I saw this position on the career um, it was on the arts Council uh, website and, uh, yeah yeah <laughs> and um, and I said you know why not give it a try and see it turned out to be a great fit and and the wonderful part about it is that my my boss Lou is very open to me trying new things and 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 trying to improve the program overall which I really appreciate because uh it gives me more, more free range to to help people as much as I can mm-hmm. oh, okay. So do y'all still do Scrabble fundraiser night whatever what is tell me about
1: that It's our Scrabble challenge Yes our next one coming up is in February you know we we get a venue a hotel banquet facility or something like that and we um charge group, groups of 4 can as a team can come in register and we get sponsors we have a raffle and they come that night and while they're playing Scrabble, they're really, they're literally playing the game Scrabble. And we're keeping track of scores. Um, we provide food, we provide be- drinks, beers, and wine. And oh, so, this water. is a good one. <laughs> and yes, it's a fun, fun night. Um, you know, they have an opportunity to uh, bid on raffle prizes. Um, we get food either donated or we purchase food uh so they have it's usually in the 5 30 to around eight o'clock it's at dinner time so we're providing them with the dinner and they have they're with their friends playing scrabble all night long the end of the night the team the winning team that gets the highest scrabble score we give them a prize um but we have our students speak that night talking about how they we've impacted them some of our sponsors are there um But it's a fun. Yeah. When I came on board, Babs, six years ago, I I worked at a center. Our events were like, you know, golf tournaments, celebrity breakfast. And then I hear Scrabble Challenge is a fundraiser. (laughs) And I couldn't believe it. And there's there's some diehard Scrabble Challenge people. You know, if you there's something wrong, they're going to call me and say, what's going on here? You know? But that's that's our Scrabble Channel. We we do, we use we used to do one in the Merritt and Wallingford area because we service that area. And then we used to do one in the New Haven area for our Valley program in New Haven. Now we do one big one. And wow. that's the end of February. Um, I'm not sure the venue is yet, but it, it will go on. And uh, it's a fun, fun night. Right, Sarah?
2: Yes, it is. It is. We have a lot of really fun events. I yeah. Think. Talk, tell me, Sarah, what else, what, what else y'all got cooking? Yeah, we've got, um, so, uh, we've got these things called books and brews, which are sort of like mini friend raisers, we call them, um, where, uh, we sell, uh, secondhand books at a brewery or a bar or a restaurant. And we work with the restaurant or the brewery and get discounted prices for food and drinks and you know, the books are we sell them for really cheap, and that money just goes towards you know buying more curriculum for students and then just supporting our students as much as we can.
0: So when's the next one? When, when are you doing that? Is, is there the a next? calendar for that? Yeah, <laughs> um, the
1: next one's coming up in October. It's for our New Haven program. We don't have a date yet. I think the fifteenth was set, but I think it's not set in stone. And well, we're looking for a restaurant bar establishment. Last year we had it at. Um, beer's barbecue mm-hmm. Raven, near the district
0: yeah 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 yeah
1: was it that's there. a good we,
0: space good
1: space there, yeah. yeah it was a great space actually we, we had it in the spring so we were outdoors um with that one but we're looking for an establishment right now and our next one will be in october and it's usually uh 5 30 to 8 a fun night you know you come and you could buy a book if you buy a book you get a wristband, when you go to the bar, and get a drink or buy some food, you get ten percent off what you what uh, your bill is. So oh, I like that. It's a win win situation for anybody. So, but it's yeah, with the staff, all the staff are there. Board members, it's fun. It's a fun night, and we do so, that. We do that three or four times a year. Okay. Sometimes in Meriden and Wallingford, in the valley, and in a, lot, a number in New Haven. We do a lot more in New Haven. New, New Haven's is our biggest program. We our Greater New Haven literacy program, which is ESOL and basic literacy, we service the most. We service probably a good four, three to four hundred students. Wow, uh, that's a our, lot. Our, our Meriden and Wallingford and our Valley are much smaller, but new. Well, you know, new, Greater New Haven is a big area. Um, yeah, you know, we we just learned uh, we had an intern this summer from Yale, is uh, Yale President's Fellow intern. And he did some research. He found that in in Connecticut, there's something like six hundred thousand people who are struggling to read, and that's amazing, you know. And, and that's what, what when I came on board, what attracted me to literacy volunteers is the impact that we make on in in, in many significant lives in in lots of different ways and. That's why I said as a worker, I want to be involved in that agency because we're changing people's lives by teaching them how to read, uh, teaching them how to do math better, and also teaching them English. Um, and now we're doing more work with helping them get jobs or steering them toward careers. And Sarah is just recently took a, um, a 24-hour uh, training with the State Department of Ed. She's now our workforce navigator. She's been skilled to find resources for students that want to get jobs or, you know, go into, onto college. And she works at our staff, giving them uh, resources. And when they, they come upon um, students that want to find a particular job, Sarah tell Babs about that individual who was looking for, I think he was looking for uh, a truck license or something.
2: Yeah. I've got a young man that I've been working with recently and um Something that I learned from, from this training was, you know, just just ways to help someone maybe figure out what, what it is they want to do. Um, and he wasn't entirely sure what he wants to do, but he, he knew that he liked driving. Um, and so we took some assessments together where we, you know, determ- we took an, um, an interest assessment and a skill assessment, and then based on the results of both, like if anything matched up, you know, we wrote out a list and considered like what might be, a good fit for him and ultimately we decided on um cdl Mm. so he's working right now with a tutor to get his cdl license and so and that's kind of what i meant earlier when i said like we kind of help with a variety of things because that's kind of very niche um just um reading the manual together during a tutoring session but that's that's what's going to help him most right now and i think overall my message to this young man is is just like this is a good opportunity, a good certification. It can help you get some money now. You don't have to do it for the rest of your life, but I think it'll benefit him now. and And that's that's my main goal is to help someone with their present life, and then we'll figure it out in the future. You know what no, else? I like that. Yeah. So
0: tell me about hear Hear Our Voices, because that's a a, a mm. booklet that y'all put out, published.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We tell can. me about that. We've been publishing it for um, oh, I think about 10, 12 years. Um, we get some sponsors to help us put it together. Um, we asked the students in January to start thinking about writing an essay about their life, about what they've gotten out of the program. And between January and April, lot many, many students, 30 to 50 students write essays about their lives, about all kinds of things. We take those essays and publish them in our Hear Our Voices publication. And, and that is that, that publication is distributed to all of our funders, uh, anyone who wants to. And it, it, these stories are amazing. They're inspiring. Um, they tell wonderful stories about their lives coming from another country, what that meant to come to the United States and and how we help them get their citizenship, become citizens of the United States, um, and then we what's what's more what's co- what comes out of the whole thing is at the end of the year we do a celebration, um, and each program manager sets up one. Sarah's worked with the New Haven celebration. Why don't you tell Babs what goes on at that celebration that's related to the Hear Our Voices?
2: Yeah, it's it's really beautiful. So once we have that booklet finished um whoever is comfortable um reading their piece to an audience oh yeah that night we have some food and drinks and and then you know the folks that are comfortable bring their families or their friends and, and they maybe read publicly for the first time in their life comfortably um sometimes their tutor is up there supporting them sometimes they're doing it on their own some folks um are just speaking English Publicly for the first time to an audience, and it can be very emotional and, and very meaningful, and everyone's supporting you, cheering you on, and it's a really beautiful thing. It's one of my favorite things about the organization.
1: Yeah, that was I like, I like that. That was uh, you know one of the things that that I when I first started that particular event, I was blown. You know, here's a student been coming to us started in in September, did not know how to read. Now he or she is up on a, a stage reading to an audience of 50 to 80 people their family a story that they read that they wrote for hear our voices it's absolutely inspiring um meaningful um and what it does for them standing up there being able to f- feel good about being able to stand up there and read something that they could not do a year ago um but that we our la the one we had for New Haven was at Gateway Community College uh, at the end of June, this past June. We had about 50, 60 people. Um college works. We have a at Gateway, we have an office and a classroom to teach English. We Gateway has been a wonderful, wonderful partner for many, many years. And um, but yeah, that event we provide food, um, and 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 then everybody gets a copy of the Hear Our Voices. Uh, yeah it's it's very inspiring but that's called our end of the year celebration with hear our voices.
0: I love it I love that so so Lou and Sarah, you know this is a very future thinking question I, I, I want us to get into before I before you guys have to leave. Um, but do, does it concern you um the 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 literacy gap seems to be growing or am I wrong in thinking that way? um because i'm i'm noticing the the ai landscape and and what mm-hmm. that's doing and and where we are educationally in this country um does it does it feel like the literacy gap is growing or are we closing it are we making gains are we falling behind where are we
1: i think that's a real good question and and you know we work with the state department of ed who That's one of their goals is to make an impact on adult ed programs, on literacy volunteer programs, you know, giving us funding so more people can, um, you know, get the assistance that they need. Um, I, from the statistics I see and hear, it doesn't sound like the gap is getting smaller. Um, And I think for a lot of reasons, I think more people are Today, um their priority is not right away to go get a literacy tutoring because there's so many things going on in their life. During COVID, our numbers dropped in half. Because all we had, you know, we've had students, as many as a thousand students region wide. And when COVID hit, our students said they're not coming back for a number of reasons, health reasons, but other reasons is they needed to go find a job or they lost their job or they needed food on their table. Um, you know, unfortunately, yeah, our our service wasn't a priority for them at that point. Um, one of the things we did do is we didn't, and what we're doing right now is we're doing outreach and we have actually individuals that are going out in the community, talking to people about our services at libraries, at supermarkets, uh, at churches, um, we, I don't know, we sent out a, a information to about, I, I think, 200 churches in in, in synagogues and, and mosques in New Haven to ask them to tell their parishioners about our program. Um, yeah, I, our numbers are not, you know, our numbers went down because of COVID, but prior to that, the numbers were growing. And they're mm-hmm. there's continuing to grow right now. Um, I, I And unfortunately, I think it's because of a lot of other things going on in the world that are impacting people to the point where they're putting literacy not as a priority for them. But that's what we're our, our outreach is going out. We're, we're speaking to people. You know, once they, you talk to them, engage them and tell them what it's all about, they start to realize how they can benefit and how much that our help is going to impact their lives in many many ways um but yeah I don't think you know I think you know when we're closing that gap as much as we probably should be doing you Mm -hmm. know and I may be wrong I and I I'd like that's a good question I'd like to throw out to the state people that I work with um is that gap you know you know getting smaller
2: I would say from my experience, I'm um, working in the public school system, I saw kids really struggling and I wonder if that has an impact on, on that gap, you know, only growing larger. Um, a lot of uh, kids needed one-on-one <clears throat> attention and weren't receiving it. So I suppose I'm just really grateful to be a part of an organization that is providing one-on-one uh, support to people who need it. Because that makes, you would say
0: that makes the difference, the one-on-one engagement. Absolutely. Absolutely. Makes yeah. The difference yeah.
1: yeah. 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 We are, our uh, uh, success rate has always been any, in the 60, 65% of our uh, students each year significantly in, improve their educational functioning to one grade level or more. Wow we've had we've we've had better uh, um success than nation than than some of the nation national statistics um even i think some new adult ed programs those are classrooms we're working on a 1 to 1 or 1 to 2 basis yeah and we we provide tutors many times to the adult ed to work in their classrooms with smaller groups um so uh, our approach—we've certainly found out that our approach, training, tutor, you know, people to become tutors, and then using those tutors to work with students on a small group or one-to-one basis, has had more much a lot of success. We know that's working, um, and that's how we're going to continue um, to work with our students. But and, you know, I what what also struck me when I. First came here that we're getting students who graduated from high school. Why is that? Why are students graduating not still not knowing reading at third grade level? Why? Because I I you know not to say anything about the educational system, but there's lots of students for a lot of reasons are being pushed along. Maybe behaviorally they're you know seventy two percent of children who live in a household with with a parents that have poor reading skills end up being dropouts, have be- behavior problems in school, or poor literacy problems as well. Um, but yeah, I'm, you know, once again, it surprises me that we get this. And Sarah, you've seen that with some of the students that they've they've graduated from high school. Why don't they, why isn't their reading level up to a high school level that but we do see those students and you know we we work with them and you know and help them increase their reading skills and and then they go on to get you know to a community college from there
0: that's good I like it so tell me what's the before I let you go because we have like two minutes what is what is the best part of your day why, why do you like this job
2: for me, um, just connecting with people and getting to know people and also um, making people feel comfortable. I'm, I'm really proud that I'm able to do that. Um, like you said, a lot of people do come in with shame. And by the end of, you know, an intake or just getting to know them, a lot of them leave feeling a lot better, which I'm, I'm very proud of that. That usually makes my day. I
1: like that. Yeah, and I, I think for me, you know, as being an administrator of a, of an organization like this, it's um it's it's the impact we are making and seeing and and it may be, you know, maybe that one person who, you know, as I talked about, that one individual who went on and got a you know a, a scholarship at Penn State, hearing about those rewards or those situations those that's rewarding and you know, I've worked in a lot of human multi-service human service agencies where you don't always see the rewards of your work and I and here we do we see that um you know and someone like Sarah, Sarah Sarah's right I I think my pro we I only have a staff of seven, seven, wow. seven people but we have almost 200 volunteers it's those volunteers that are really doing the job of literacy volunteers, without them, we wouldn't have a program and, but my staff are committed, you know, we're nonprofit. We're not paying them thousands and thousands of dollars. And, (laughs) and and, and, as you may know with nonprofit budgets, but they're compassionate about literacy people. um, And in a very short time, Sarah, I've seen Sarah connecting with the New Haven Job Corps and start a read a math program there. You know, and and, and really, look, we, we, I think we look more at just, you know, giving an educational experience for students. Um, Sarah's working on an individual who came because he couldn't read. However, she's helping him get uh, an assessment about his whole um, sort of uh, uh, intellectual assessment of where where he's got gaps and we what what other help can can he use besides being having someone tutor tutor him um yeah as a social worker and that's what i say to the staff remember yes our goal is to help individuals increase their educational skills but also we need to take in consideration who these people are what they're coming with if they if they have other issues let's help them let's be a resource to them you know mm-hmm. and so we we're, we're often referring students to other resources in the community, be, particularly basic needs assistance resources, health resources, things of that nature. Because if those areas are now taken care of, they're not gonna be able to be successful in our program. Mm-hmm. And we know that we gotta start, you know, with the t- what are those top issues that are impacting individuals that come for literacy services? Um, and so I, I I think the compassion of my staff, tutors tutors get to know these people. they're in their home they go to their home, they take them out for dinner. It's unbelievable. One tutor had a graduation for her her student because she she graduated from Gateway community College um and so I, it you know its certainly it's the people that are part of our organization I think makes me feel very, very proud to be. In this this uh, vital program,
0: thank you so much. I so appreciated having you all on. I learned some things about literacy volunteers, and I and I'm a huge fan. Like I, I think reading is. Uh, I think you have up on your website li- literacy is a my matter of survival. Mm. Uh, I I wholeheartedly believe that, but I also believe that literacy is is the gateway to the rest of the world. So. Mm-hmm. so- Thank you, Lou and That's Sarah, great. for coming on. If anybody is listening this morning, and you are, thank you. Uh, if you want to know more about literacy volunteers, even if you want to make a donation to them or you want to be a volunteer, uh, go to uh, lvagnh.org and, uh, and, you know, scroll through and sign up, and they'll get you trained up, and you'll get to talk to Sarah, and see Lou, and, and they'll have you... Uh, to have you doing uh, amazing things with students? Thank you all for coming on this morning. I, I appreciate thank this conversation. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Thank you to uh, WNHH and Babs for giving us this wonderful, wonderful opportunity. Thank I you. want
0: you to come back when you get ready for Scrabble because I I want to I want to well, make sure I I we highlight that.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I oh, might absolutely.
0: have to dust off my 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 Scrabble shoes and.
1: get Get your scrabble tiles out there and bring them (laughs) along with you yeah so we'll we'll make you aware of it and have you uh you know maybe we'll even ask you if you'd be our keynote speaker that night (laughs)
0: let me know let me know let me know i i'm gonna dust off my scrabble let's get it in so yeah
1: yeah so thank
0: you so much y'all thank you Happy reading.
1: <laughs> Enjoy the nice warm weather.
0: You too. You too. Summer's still here. So thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Lou. Thank you, Harry Droz, uh, for uh, producing this morning. I appreciate you. And uh, thank you, Paul Bass. I know you're back. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow with the uh, Sisters of A.K.A. to talk about um, their Fet Noir that's coming up. So I'll see y'all. Y'all get out here and have a
1: good day. Bye-bye. i <laughs>